Welcome to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Caravans, campervans, motorhomes and more. It's the place to get hints, tips and impartial advice from the expert himself, Matt Sims. Brought to you by ThatLeisureShop.com. Join us on the journey with Motorhome Matt. Welcome back to the Motorhome Matt podcast with me, Keith Gooden, our resident expert. It's the man who's put his name to the whole shebang, Motorhome Matt Sims. Welcome along, Matt. You're, <laughs> I'm here. Yes, I'm real. <laughs> <laughs> A star is born. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast over the uh, last few months, you'll know we've been talking about buying motorhomes and caravans we've been talking about where you take them uh, you just have maybe how to stop somebody breaking in on the drive but we haven't really gone into depth about security for your motorhome there's a lot to talk about here matt uh, and there's a lot of innovation as well but let's start with the basics shall we i've dropped me fifty thousand pounds on my motorhome i finally managed to get one well done and the point is i've got to put it on my drive or somebody else's campsite i need to know if i go out for the night to the pub when i come back it's still going to be there yeah well there's lots of obvious security that you can fit to a to a motorhome or caravan and 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 some are obviously going to be very specific to a motorhome um so wheel clamps are obvious i think i always take the view the more obvious the security the more likely a thief is going to go nah i'll move on to the next one as horrible as that sounds you just want to try and deter them as much as you can. So visible security is a great place to start. So wheel clamps, steering wheel locks, hitch locks if it's a caravan, all of those things are going to deter a thief from making it an easy win for them. To steal a motorhome, you need the key, ideally. So there is a risk that they'll break into the house to get the key to nick the motorhome. If it's got a wheel clamp on it, uh, and it's blocked in with a, a drop post, you know, they're a great idea as well, then you know, they're less likely to then go and break into your house to get the key. Now, I'm not going to hold you to it, Matt, if somebody gets their motorhome broken into or, God forbid, stolen completely. But what are the basic things, the first things that I should be thinking about when I've parked up my home? So it may, if it's a motorhome, let's say, or indeed a caravan, it might have an alarm on it. And there's great innovations with alarms where they'll text you if it's gone off or there's movement. And an alarm is a fairly obvious, easy thing to fit. But interestingly, insurance companies, particularly with higher value motorhomes, aren't that interested in an alarm. I mean, when did you last hear one going off and do anything about it on a car or even a house? Well, people just think they're bothersome, they're a nuisance. So that alarm's been going off all afternoon. You just ignore it, don't you? And an insurance company often asks for a tracker to be fitted. Now, you can put a tracker on a motorhome and a caravan, and that again, they'll alert you if it's moved Um, you can remote access the location of the vehicle and the tracking company will be able to do the same in our motorhome holiday company the hire business that i own all of our vehicles have trackers on in fact they have multiple trackers on uh, and we can actually remote disable the starter motor so if one's been taken on a ferry the first thing that happens is the tracking company are going to ring us and tell us the motorhome's moving with the ignition off. Uh, if the battery's disconnected, there's an alert straight away and the tracking company are on the phone. So they are monitoring it all of the time. If that vehicle is on a ferry to France and there's no permission for them to take it out of the country, we can remote disable the starter motor and it won't start and we can alert the police. And we have covert trackers as well. Uh, where the company that monitor them, will, they won't bother phoning the police. They actually use a private security company who will go and recover that vehicle. So private owners can do this as well, can they? Absolutely, yeah. And cost starters, you know, tens of pounds a month. They're not expensive. And there's lots of different types of tracker, ones that wire to the battery, and they're hidden in the dashboard, 
and they report on engine faults and, and speed and you can get telemetrics, so braking and so on. If you really want to go into it, as a hire company, that's of interest to us. If you're a private owner, you really are interested in, is it where I left it? And, you know, if it's on your drive, you can look out the window. If it's in a storage compound, you can't see it. So you, you need to know that it's been moved. And you can set up what's called a geofence. And if it drives through that circle around the perimeter around that location, you get an alert. So you know the vehicle's been moved uh, and whether that's with your permission or not. And insurance companies will often insist on a tracker of vehicles over a certain value. So it used to always be £50,000. That value's crept up a little bit for some of the main insurers. But typically, I think it's a great idea, even on a £30,000 motor, I think they're a brilliant idea, or even a caravan. It gives you, you know, that peace of mind. But visible security is also a really great deterrent to any thief that's intent on stealing it. So for motorhomes, there's, a, there's some great security innovations, like pedal locks, uh, metal locks that go over the pedals so you can't actually drive the thing, steering wheel locks, you can buy those online everywhere. Um, you can also spin the front seats on a motorhome and fit a padlock through the seat base, so the seat or a disc lock from a motorbike, uh, so the seat can't be spun back around and it can't be driven. So just for people who don't know exactly what that means, you can turn the driver and passenger seat around to sort of sit at a table or, or, yeah. or face your guests in the motorhome. And obviously, when the seats are turned into that position, it's undrivable because you can't see out the windscreen. So, so this, the, you turn them and this locks them into that position. That's it. You've got it. Um, and on a caravan, there are other types of security. Lots of the wheels these days have alco locks where you put a lock through the aluminium wheel and it locks it to the chassis. They can be cut off. Wheel clamps can be cut off but again they're visible deterrents and cutting them off is going to create noise um, a hitch lock is a really good idea so the bit that hits on the car you put a lock over it they're visible and they're great deterrents with a caravan it's very easy to take the wheels off you know then you're not going to move it i did hear of a story of a caravan stolen from a storage facility and the police stopped it on the motorway at 60 miles an hour and the wheel clamp was still fitted to it there were sparks flying everywhere how the criminal thought they were going to get away with that i've no idea but that's and the it, thing it says a lot about the criminals doesn't it because they're just desperate to get away at any cost and take your property and they don't care if it sustains a bit of damage on the way no that's it that's it so it's trying to make it as hard for them as you can physical security is the best route so fitting a drop post is a great idea or trying to disable the vehicle as best you possibly can and there's lots of innovation isn't there in the industry about security it's not just about as you say uh, the physical uh, deterrence or, or necessarily the ones that you can see and you've been talking to somebody about something really quite interesting haven't you i did so for many years there's been a product that's been installed traditionally on caravans it's called vinchip and it's a hidden piece of security that goes inside the caravan that can be scanned remotely they're now available to fit to motorhomes uh, and i spoke to tim at the nec show back in february this year and tim told us a bit more about Vinchip and what it's all about. This is Tim Booth. Tim is the Leisure Vehicles Officer for the National Vehicle Crime Intelligence Service. Is that right? It certainly is. Pretty a wrong name, but there we go. I read that off the uh, breast of your T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as you would. It's very hard to remember. That's what most people think. Oh, it's, no. it's a big T-shirt. Yeah, what's it all mean? Yeah. But... Well, that's it. So I wanted to ask you, what, what is it you're selling? So you're selling a product called Vinchip, which is I know has been on caravans for well, quite some time, but it's now available to put on a motorhome. So can you tell us a bit about it and why a motorhome owner would be interested? Yeah. As a well, now police staff, having been a police officer for 30 years, I'm here to promote people using it. Because what's important for us is to disrupt crime 
It's for us to prove that something that somebody's got is not what the genuine item was, which then normally suggests it's been stolen, re-identified and sold out often to an innocent purchaser. We've had that available now for caravans. 2016, uh, manufacturers started to put the VinChip system onto caravans in the UK that were NCC-approved products. That has meant now that we can scan those caravans out on the road when they're in hard-to-reach places, sites, etc. We can get the identity of that caravan, what its original ID was, and important behind that, we can check on a database who the keeper of that caravan is, is it stolen, finance, all those issues are available to us. And on top of that, we have the keeper's details. That can be quite crucial when it's three o'clock in the morning on the side of a major road and you're thinking, may this be stolen, may it not be stolen. The registration number will tell us who the keeper is, but it will not tell us the keeper's contact details. And we're not going to get any police force to go out at three in the morning to knock on somebody's door. That's a resource issue. So what we're able to do, and it's happened many times with caravans, they'll ring the keeper, we've got your caravan here at such and such a location. No, it can't be mine, it's in storage in the north of England. Well, if you'd like to go and check, because we believe this is your caravan here, checks, no, it's not there, it's been stolen, they didn't know. And that matters the biggest issue at the moment, that people get their caravans and leisure vehicles stolen from storage. They don't know, the storage operator doesn't know, criminals benefit, and away they go with their pride and joy really and all their personal possessions. This is a different type of product for a motorhome than has been used on a caravan, is it? It's the same product in that it's an RFID chip buried with the VIN number, same with the caravan. The VIN number on that would start for a UK caravan SG, which is our UK code. The VIN chip on the motorhome picks up the original chassis manufacturer's VIN. So that could be Citroen, Fiat, Ford, whatever. So it's the country of origin that made the chassis cab that somebody has built the motorhome on that drives that identification. But it's unique to that vehicle product, so it can never change. I know owners of motorhomes will sometimes put their own personalised plates on. We've had questions, you know, what happens when I change the number plate? Doesn't matter. What happens when I sell it? Doesn't matter. It is based on the VIN number which the vehicle was born with. Which, of course, never changes can never change the only people that change it are the criminals to try and confuse us what does it look like what is it then is it a big great big sticker on the roof or what is it now this is hidden covertly uh, in the product from 2019 swift group and eldis have actually manufactured their product and included the chip within the build so we know it's in the front we know it's in the back we know it's in the floor we don't know exactly where but they are locations where we can then read it with the scanners that are issued to police officers so what's going to be available now subject to provenance checks to prove that you are the owner of the asset then you can actually buy into that and buy your own vinship kit and fit it to your motorhome so it gives us the benefit of being able to identify it quickly it's a little sticker which you stick in various places around the motorhome. A bit like an address label that's an intelligent address label uh, and it carries that information as the the details of that uh, particular motorhome. You hide it wherever you want to in the motorhome. What I would ask in a motorhome is that you hide one in the front cab section and one in the rear because unfortunately we're seeing more and more motorhomes now where they've actually chopped the original front out of a motorhome and put a different cab unit into the motorhome. So if we're not finding a chip reading in the front of a motorhome, the chances are that's a new body that's been superimposed unfortunately onto the original build and in fact that's probably going to be quite a dangerous vehicle for you to be in charge of. It's serious criminals and it's serious money. One of the vehicles that I've dealt with and that I presented to the public here, uh, a gentleman paid £68,000 for that motorhome. 
That turned out to be not genuine. In fact, the documents in relating to the vehicle were for a completely different manufacturer, a vehicle that was destroyed by fire in Germany 18 months before this gentleman bought the motorhome. But criminals will always jump on opportunities, and when there's a demand in any marketplace for a product, criminality will move in and take advantage. Caravans, motorhomes, not only in the UK but across the whole of Europe, massive demand, challenges to supply a product. So, no surprise, criminals jump on that opportunity. How do you read the code then that's emitting from the vehicle, whether it's a motorhome or a caravan? How how does that work? Police officers, uh, stolen vehicle examiners, they've been issued by Vinship with a scanner that specifically reads those tags. There is work progressing to be able to read those remotely um, if you're passing fixed aerials. I've actually done uh, some testing on the uh, the A1M at 60 miles an hour. We were able to read the VIN chips uh, in a vehicle travelling down that motorway. So that's the opportunity for us to be able to live check and uh, then check back onto the database. Is this right? Is it genuine? Is it stolen? So, so hang on, you read this code as the vehicle passed you at 60 miles an hour, you were stood yeah. still? Yeah. Now we were following at 60 miles an hour on the A1M with right. Cambridgeshire Police in a marked police vehicle, up behind the vehicle, checked it, code reads, checked the database, nothing reported against it, allowed on its way. Obviously if it had come back as a stolen report, we can then manage a proper stop for that vehicle and it gives us opportunities to arrest the offenders. So the big thing with this then, Tim, is, is it needs to be spotted and be in a suspicious location. Is that, is that, that's the first key, is I it? think, Matt, if we say if these vehicles or caravans come to the attention of the police for whatever reason and the police officers attending are such that I'm not happy with the identification that is being suggested to me, they will do something. With a motorhome, actually, it's probably easier than a caravan because if you see an advertised, a particular brand of motorhome and a number plate associated with it it's not hard to order a show plate and stick that on the motorhome that you've just stolen the visi vin visible vins have been in the uk for a long time bottom right hand side of your windscreen if you look at it head on little numbers in a line that's the visible vin for your vehicle so why is there a beer mat or something being pushed down over it so you can't read it all those things suggest that something might not be quite right and when you do the checks you find out yeah you were right it's not the right vehicle they've cloned it to a new identity have the police actually got the resource to be pursuing this? Resources will always be an issue, but when high-value vehicles are out in the night and officers do have the opportunity to check, then those checks will be carried out. We did have a reported incident in the Bedfordshire Police area where, as a result actually of an alarm activation from a caravan that was being stolen from a site, police officers in the area, acting on a bit of um, their intuition, thought I know where they're going to go and he was quite right and as a result six stolen caravans towing vehicles and the organizers vehicle were all brought to a stop on the M25 and people arrested and obviously property recovered so that's where we can bolt together the technology across the industry with your more technical tracking or proactive tracking devices which you can then link to the passive um, RFID systems to protect the consumers and um, to identify their products for us. So you've obviously seen a need for this this product then uh, here in the UK. How prolific is caravan and motorhome theft? Caravan theft in the UK has remained relatively stable. There's a bit of an anomaly this year for the reporting of caravan thefts because lockdown has resulted in a rollover of reports. 
Um, some storage sites knew that caravans or motorhomes had been stolen, but they weren't sure which ones and who they belonged to. So only when the owners came back to the site were they able to say, oh, well, yeah, we know yours was stolen last September, October time, but we weren't quite sure, so now the report can go in. We're not unique as a country in the, uh, in the theft of leisure vehicles. Demand for them across Europe um, is significant and it's a challenge to supply. So we're in contact like with Swedish authorities, Germany, we get a lot of stolen caravans that come out of Germany, brought to the UK to a market that is ready to buy those caravans. Wow, and is this product installed in Europe as well? Not at the moment, but we are working. Now's Tabot um, is one that um, is using the product, but at this show uh, I've been able to visit some of the, uh, the manufacturers, in particular the manufacturer of the cloned motorhome I spoke about earlier, the £68,000. They are looking, as an importer to the UK, of working with their dealership network to provide for people buying their product, the VinChip, at point of sale. So when they pick it up, it's all registered and VinChip's been done for them. Do you have any statistics on how many motorhomes and caravans were stolen last year? I know that COVID has kind of messed up the figures, but do you know the kind of numbers we're talking about? Caravans, UK, 600 stolen a year. So if you go back historically, we were in the realms of 4,000, 5,000 units stolen. That actually led, back in the late 90s, to uh, lots of work by insurers, etc., to try and get secure storage compounds. 2007 and 8, the Alco Secure Wheel Lock was introduced. Working with insurers, that's worked to reduce the level of thefts recorded. Motorhomes is a really difficult challenge because the way the DVLA record a motorhome on their system, unfortunately if you report it stolen, that vehicle classification will be in the same pot as a Fiat Ducato, Renault Traffic, whatever vehicle that delivers parcels normally is worth two or three thousand pounds. It's just a van, isn't it? Yeah, your seventy thousand pound plus motorhome conversion is in the same category. So we cannot pull that data out. So I have to rely on anecdotal information I get from insurers. And we're fortunate in the office that insurers will share information with us. Clearly that's quite valuable data because of risk and everything. But because of the work we've done with them and the, the value we deliver to them in a way, the bigger, let's say, motor insurers within the industry um, do support us by providing data. And for caravans, it's actually quite interesting because a few years ago when we saw a dip in the number of uh, stolen reports, quite a number of new firms came in. Bigger insurers said to me, well, we're seeing that because at the moment they see it as a low-risk underwriting opportunity. So they'll be maybe in for a couple of years and then go away. Because in that couple of years, they perceive that they will make some money because people won't be claiming on the policies. How do people buy this product? It's called VinChip, is that right? VinChip is the product, the database is the central registration identification scheme. Both products are owned by the National Caravan Council. So, so let me start, so the, the, the central registration identification scheme is CRIS, is Chris. Which, is, which is how caravans are registered and, and motorhomes can now go on the CRIS yeah, database. Yeah. It used to be the caravan registration identification scheme. It did, that's why I asked. There you go, you see, yeah, good man, well spotted. But of course, if you're going to put things other than caravans on it, we need to make sure that it reflects what the asset is. So it's now the central registration and identification scheme, but it is in-house. You'll remember back in the day that Chris used to be managed by HPI. Yeah, I do, yeah. But yeah. Um, that all came over um, to the National Caravan Council. They took it in-house. So they have Vinship, they have Chris, and 
that they own all the data. So you're not looking at a third party for any inquiries. No. Everything is owned and managed in-house. Now that's, so, great, that's great for us. I mean, we own a storage business ourselves, storing motems and caravans, and we can contact Chris and check you know, the authenticity of a caravan, or now we can check a motem. Exactly. It, it just, but only if it's got this product. Exactly. Only if it's got that product on it. I mean, there is work in hand, you know, do we make access control linked to VinChip? Because you've got an RFID system on an asset, why not make it work harder? I had a gentleman here today, he's got a fleet of motorhomes. He's saying, so I could put one of them on all my motorhomes, so when they come back in the yard, it'll automatically tell me it's back there. For the future, probably, yes, you will be able to. Um, it's a positive move, move forward for asset registration rather than a security product. And asset management as well. Exactly, yeah. When was it serviced? Yeah. You know, all those sorts of things. So you end up with a paperless management of that particular asset. So you can buy it by going online, uh, Vinchip website. You look on there, it explains all the things that you need to do. Which it's, is vinchip.co.uk, is that right? Yeah, vinchip.co.uk. Whether it's caravan, motorhome, the information is on there. If you're not sure about anything, give the call centre a ring. They'll help you out and through the process of what you need to do, what documentation you need to produce, etc. Once you've given and it's confirmed that your VIN that you want to register is valid, then they will look to get the kit out to you. What I would say is that they will also do a background check whether that VIN's been issued already. And if it's registered to a keeper, they will actually do a check with that keeper to see if they've still got it. And that's how we identify quite a lot of cloned caravans right, yeah. because people are trying to do that. Of course, you don't get that with the DVLA. They wouldn't do a retro check. No. So what we've tried to do, police officers working with Chris, is build in as many areas as we can into the Chris database to help the police officer. So let's say we get a stolen report of a caravan or motorhome. When the officer looks at the screen, which is accessible only by them, they will see where it was stolen from, the police force area, the location it was stolen from, police officer who's dealing, and all the crime report references and everything. That will all be there and available for them to prove, you know, it is stolen, direct contact with that force, we've got your caravan motorhome here. And presumably the database, though, is only as good as the information that the owner puts in it. So if you move house or change your mobile, you need to make sure you update your details. It is important to update. And one of the things they did when we were filming, we, we, um, there was a caravan came into there, a gentleman we pulled up, we checked the caravan and everything, I went to speak to him, confirmed he was the keeper still, yes. His mobile phone had changed. He was quite chuffed that, you know, oh, right, yeah, we'll update that for you, so no problem at all. If we need to contact you, we can do. But, yeah, it is, it's like any data. It's important that it's kept up to date. But that goes across the whole field of what you put on your caravan and what you use. It's important your subscriptions for all the tracking after theft recovery devices are up to date. It's an insurance condition. You know, I'd ask people that you make sure you've done that. We've just discussed about checking your caravan that's your caravan it's not the storage site owner's caravan if there's been a storm or anything get down there get and check it's all okay if anything's broken the rain and wind is getting into your caravan it's going to cause some serious damage and unfortunately if it's damaged and needs to go to a repair shop they're going to be quite a few weeks or even months repairing it and that's the loss of your caravan or motorhome probably for the majority of a season when you want to be using it it's yours look after it if you need help ring people there's lots of people that can help you when it comes down to it it is your asset for you to look after and manage and look after yeah take care of it and, and fit a vin chip to it so the big question is how much does it cost it's the grand price one-off of 64.99 for the basic kit 
that will get your motorhome marked up on the register and that's one-off payment for life of that vehicle. So there's no subscription? No, no subscription at all. You can upgrade to a, an all-singing, all-dancing, I suppose you could say, kit with extra stickers and micro dots that you can put all around a motorhome, which would also carry the VIN number. But to get in at the bottom of the tree, uh, 64.99. And that's lifetime, never expires? Lifetime, never expires, life of vehicle. I think I'm going to talk to our hire team about putting them on all of our hire fleet. They're a brilliant idea. Why haven't these been on motorhomes before this show? I honestly think that people haven't realised the capabilities of such a simple system. When they first started with RFID in the industry, it's a very short range and people, you know, oh, we won't bother with that. When the new chip came out in 2008, which was a longer range, it was thought, oh, well, that's a bit better. 2016 with the long range, it's, oh, okay. So we can read it from a distance. We can read it over fences. So if we can't get into an area, we can read it. When we turn up on a site, as happened in Norfolk, and all the people around the caravan wanted to fight and stop the officers getting near it, the officer with the scanner just stood back, scanned it, checked it, stolen, everybody got arrested. So that distance capability that we've got with this RFID system has certainly been a massive opportunity for policing and law enforcement, not just in the UK, but um, Scandinavia and Europe as well. Really interesting, Tim. Thank you very much for unpacking what, I guess on the face of it, looks a bit boring, if I dare say, but it's, it's actually fascinating and I totally understand the benefit of it. It's like lots of things. It's the simplest of things that works and that, you know, that's often the case, isn't it, really? Tim there talking about Vinship. It really is an innovative product, isn't it? But is it really worth the money for me to fit it to my motorhome? I think so, it, the peace of mind that it offers and, and some of the features, the fact that it can be scanned from a car uh, travelling both you know, the motorhome and the car monitoring it at 60 mile an hour from a different lane on the motorway, I think it's amazing. The Vinchip guys are working very closely with police forces across the country to recover stolen vehicles. I've actually asked our hire team to speak to them about getting Vinchip installed across all of our motorhome hire fleet, I think is a great idea um, and we'll see if we can get that installed and in place. And it means even if your pride and joy has been taken by some scumbag, it's likely to be able to be recovered. Yeah, that's the idea, yeah. And one would hope so quite quickly as well. Well, thanks very much again, Matt, for another great Motorhome Map podcast. Uh, We'll see you again soon. For a different type of holiday, why not try a motorhome? At the Motorhome Holiday Company, we have a range of luxury motorhomes available to hire for weekends or longer breaks. Experience the freedom and excitement of the open road with all the comfort of home while you're on the move, whatever the weather or time of year. For details and to check your dates, visit motorhomeholidaycompany.com. The Motorhome Holiday Company. Your adventure starts here. Thanks for listening to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Remember to check back here for more episodes full of hints and tips and helpful advice. We'll see you soon for another Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you with thatleisureshop.com.